Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi, such a great place to to live, work, and play. And man, have we celebrated! If you if you look b- back over the last several days, I've had incredible conversations. And if you miss those conversations, you can go to the Super Talk Mississippi YouTube page, or you can go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page, or the Super Talk Mississippi Facebook page, or to your favorite podcast. Uh, I like to listen on Spotify. But anyway, we, uh, we've had a string of just great shows. I, I really enjoyed them, just to kind of zero you in a bit. Had a good good sort of update on what's happening at the Boys and Girls Club. Ann Petrie, a bright young leader from Hancock County who's involved in the Hancock County Chamber. We spent a tremendous amount of time together and talked about Hancock County from just about every angle. It was terrific. I had uh, Dr. Joe Paul, the, the current president of University of Southern Mississippi, on for uh, an entire show. And we talked about all of the incredible things that are happening at Southern Miss. I even challenged him a little bit as it relates to, uh, you know, I think you know they, they call him the interim president while they, while they work to find a president. And I said that I'm going to lead an effort that is going to be called hashtag drop the interim. Because I just think his 40 years of experience at Southern Miss make him a terrific leader. Um, we had a terrific uh, conversation with Rimmer Covington and uh, Ronnie Daniel about uh, the work that's happening in the Pascrishan Harbor around charter boats and this collaboration between the charter boat captains and uh, Shaggies. And that was just a great conversation. It's always interesting to see sort of how people got to where they are now, the kind of jobs they had and the, the different foundations that they were building. And uh, and they, you know, they come together in this collaborative way and all this information and experience they got up to that moment comes to bear in this vision in the Pascrishan Harbor. And it was a it was a really great conversation. Both Rimmer and Ronnie both have really cool stories about how they came to be what they are today. Rimmer in the case of um, a, you know restaurant ownership. And then, of course, Ronnie Daniels as it relates to building a charter a charter book company. So great conversation. Uh, we're all watching the tropics. Uh, we're pre-taping this uh, uh, about uh, a day or so ahead of time, so I can't get specific about that. But we're paying close attention to it. By now, I think most people are probably watching the tropics very closely. Someone actually posted in 2013. You may not remember this, but in 2013, it was an incredibly uh, inactive season, well below average. And uh, it was the first time since 1994 that there were no hurricanes. And there was a, it was like tie in the record of only two hurricanes for, with 1982. But someone wrote in one of the weather blogs, the 2022 hurricane season clicked its heels three times and said, I will not become 2013. I will not become 2013. I will not become 2013. Well, we had Fiona go into the, um, go into the Caribbean, uh, obviously created major challenges for Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, 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 the Dominican Republic. I was trying to remember uh, uh, Point to Corner that my family and I were out just recently. 
And then uh, the Turks and Caicos Island, which uh, is really, if we have a home away from homes, my family, it is the Turks and Caicos. And, of course, they were challenged significantly. You may have, if you missed it, uh, I wanted you to know that that uh, Josh Morgan, who's been on the show many times, he lives in uh, Hancock County during the hurricane season. And uh, he's the top hurricane chaser in the world, literally the top hurricane chaser in the world. He was actually in Southern Dominican Republic and was uh, in his 62nd eyewall. Uh, you know, eyewalls and hurricanes around the world, and he he made a, a, a significant post about it at his Cyclone Facebook page, and you can follow him on Twitter as well. But he's doing well. He measured a um, a, a millibar of 976.7 at four. 08 in the morning, and he tells the uh, the story of, of you know helping clear the roads on the way out and the challenges that Dominican Republic are going to face now. But uh, that's our friend Josh Morgan. Glad he made it through another safe one, and uh, you know that's just the way it's going to be. Um, anyway, uh, we'll we'll all keep watching the the traffic. As my friend Kerry Duncan said recently here on Coastview, it only takes one. And uh, it's been a quiet season. A lot of people have been lulled, and hopefully we don't have to deal with it. But let's pray that no one on the Gulf Coast has to deal with it. That's really important. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna shift gears now, and uh, I'm gonna bring my friend, the mayor of the city of Moss Point, into the conversation, and first say good morning to him, and then I've got something I want to share with him. So, how you doing, Mayor? I'm great, Rick. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you again, Rick. It's good to see you, too. You're one of my my great heroes. And I, 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 I joked at the beginning of the show before you and I actually came on the air that I kept, when I think of you, I think about the cat with nine lives. But the way I would change it is this, that you're the... You're the cat with nine careers or even more. When, when I looked, you know, I, I, first of all, we had a terrific first visit here on Coastview, and we've visited several times since then. But, uh, you know, look at your your path that brought you to here. And I, just if people have not paid attention to that, I want to I want to r- remind them. And I'm waiting for this to load up. Um, for some reason, the Internet's a little bit slow this morning, but I've got it up now. But uh, let me read a let me just read a couple of, uh, of of paragraphs here to remind people where you come from. Here it here it is. You're a native of Hattiesburg. Uh, you taught high school mathematics in Biloxi and Pasco school districts. You later taught mathematics at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. You uh, were a head high school basketball coach and assistant football coach at Nichols and Carver High School and Biloxi and Pascoola, respectively. As a business, as a businessman, you actually owned a clothing store, and we had a great conversation about that. Incidentally, where your mother said that you should always present yourself the best they can be, and I told on the last show when I saw you at the One Coast Awards, you were literally the best dressed guy in the room, and there were over 500 people in the room, and I I mean that. So you owned a tuxedo rental company, a photography studio, a computer print shop. Um, you know, you went on to, to do amazing things with the Civic Action Committee. Uh, you've, you, I mean, listen, I could keep going. You have done some amazing work. You actually uh, were an ambassador to, to, to Panama to promote how, uh, early childhood development when you worked with the National Head Start Association and yeah, again, could could go on and on, and you know, you're now. I think what's your you're you're in your eighties. What's your exact age? Yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm proud to tell you, Rick. I'm eighty three years old. 
83 years old. You could have rode off into the sunset 10 or 15 years ago, but you keep reinventing yourself. And uh, for people who are listening on the radio, you, uh, the mayor has an incredible smile and just a wonderful you know, way that he presents himself. And he's an easy guy to like. And Moss Point is so lucky to have him as their mayor now. Uh, every city mayor chases, faces challenges. I mean, there, you never have enough money to do everything you want to do. There's always, always, you know, the democracy process can be a little bit messy. Anytime you bring a lot of people into a conversation, is that's but that's what democracy is about. And and by having lots of voices in in the process, what ends up happening is you get a better result when it's all said and done. But how you know, if you were to just, just to mention to somebody who asked you on the street, how is it going? How do you answer them these days? It's going great. I mean, you know, I uh, I'm excited about being here, Rick. I, I, uh, I met with the mayors of the Gulf Coast, uh, I guess, two or three weeks ago. And we were having lunch. We went around the room. Uh, Mayor Hughes allowed us to go around the room and kind of talk about our cities. And, and when it got to me, I, I, I told all the people in the room that I really don't need to tell you guys about Mall Point. You hear about it on the news all the time, and it's always negative. And my job is to try to turn that around. I said, but even with all the challenges we have, I would not want anybody sitting in this mayor's seat at this point but me. I'm the guy that I want to be sitting here at this time because I like these challenges, Rick, and it is about the process of building relationships and getting people in your corner to work with you to solve these problems. We've got a lot of challenges, but we have a lot of people interested in helping us solve these problems. And I'm happy to be here to reach out to these people and, and, and get their support. So. It's going great. We got a lot of challenges, Rick, but it's going great. I'm excited about the process. You know, when you mentioned Moss Point, um, and it may be negative, that's not my read. And I have to tell you that, um, you know, I've, I've been around for a few a few years, and I've watched, you know, closely. I've had reporters in Moss Point back in the days when I was at the Sun-Herald. And, you know, I'm aware of all the challenges. You know, I'm, I'm aware of the days when people used to pass there and smell the paper mill. And that, those days are obviously behind us. And, of course, more recently, it, you know, we've had some challenges uh, with with uh, with some some of your responsibilities inside the city. But but there is a there's a sort of a new air coming out of Moss Point, literally and figuratively, I might add, uh, that this notion of the Moss Point being this emerging place. This uh, city on the river that has tremendous potential. That's the way I see people seeing that now. I mean, they don't see Moss Point in this negative frame. That you know, every every city's got their challenges. Come on, you said it just a minute ago. But already you're beginning to see people look at Moss Point in a very positive way. And the more people who go there and see it for themselves, the more I think the positive sort of of uh, spreading of the good news will continue to happen. Listen, we're at the end of this segment. When we come back, we're going to find out a lot of details about what's happening in the city today with, with the mayor of the city of Moss Point, my friend Billy Knight. We'll see you after this break. Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, look, here's the thing. I say this a lot on Coast View. I love doing this show. And if I didn't love doing it, I would just, I would for sure, as I suggested, the, the mayor of the city of Moss Point could have done 10 or 15 years ago, I'll just ride off into the sunset. I did it once before <laughs> and then came back and did this show. I forgot how much I enjoyed connecting with the community. I, I forgot how much I enjoyed having conversations with people like uh, Mayor Billy Knight and to, to watch people serve in the way that they're doing. And, I, you know, one of the benefits of sitting in this chair is I get a chance to talk to all the mayors. And and the stories uh, across coastal Mississippi, you mentioned that all the mayors were together recently. I think that's awesome because you're competitive with one another. But when it comes to sort of the common issues that you can work together around, you're doing that very significantly these days, aren't you, Mayor? I am. You know, every opportunity I get, Rick, to remind all of our mayors, all our people, anywhere I speak, I say we're all in this together. You know, we're just one big community, Rick, and and we all need to care about each other and realize that we're all in this together because what affect Moss Point affect the whole Mississippi Gulf Coast. And so yeah. I want to make sure that I, I share that kind of a feeling and, and reach out to folk, you know, uh, uh, and, and make them aware that we're in this together. And I don't want to be uh, the drag on the coast. You know, I want to be a part of contributing to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I want our city to contribute to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And that's why I'm so excited about being in Rick and yeah, you know, I mentioned earlier about the negative thing, Rick, and it was I was talking about kind of the past because, you know, I'm getting a good feel about Moss Point that, that, that people are really excited about uh, where we are right now and the, in the, in the, in the possibilities of Moss Point. These possibilities, Rick, has always been here. We just have not highlighted them like I'm trying to do to make people aware. Let's not complain about what we don't have, but be grateful for what we do have. You know, yeah. we got so many resources and amenities here that we just act like we didn't have anything because we didn't talk about these things. You know, we got more going for us than people realize. And now that I'm bringing them out, they said, wow, we never thought about it that way. Well, we best be complaining about what we don't have and was not appreciative of what we did have. So now let's highlight those things. And, you know, Rick, I think I mentioned to you before, one of the big things I push all the time is that we got four the four main transportation systems right here in Moss Point. We have the interstate, we have water, we have rail, and we have an airport. And we've got beautiful downtown Moss Point that water right run right downtown Moss Point. I mean, the beautiful boardwalk that people enjoy every weekend. And we have not been taking advantage of that, Rick. Yeah. And I'm going to try to take advantage of all of that because... It's all about economic development. If we can develop those things, look how more fortunate and grateful and and more financially solid Moss Point would be. Mayor, if you think about it, and you know this well because you spent you spent a, a, an entire career, your your entire adult life, in fact, has been sort of sharing what your mother taught you, which is about how you present yourself, it's about how you feel about yourself, it's about building your own self-esteem. If you don't feel like you can be the best dressed, the most prepared person in the room, if you don't feel that you can be that, then you're going to have, you're going to feel less of yourself. And so you control, you literally control your mindset. And, um, and you've spent a career 
helping teach others that. If you think about it, self-esteem uh, is it applies to an individual, but it also applies to a city. You know how, how city feels about itself and how city presents itself. I mean, there's it's, it's just a perfect comparison, isn't it? It is. You know, and this is the other thing I say in relation to that, Rick, is that before I got in this job, I was telling all of our citizens, all our, our leaders, is that if you're concerned about how people uh, talk about you, or, or you're concerned about that, then you have to identify who you are. If you don't identify who you are, then somebody else will. And when they identify who you are, you don't like what they say. Well, if you don't want them to identify you, then you have to say who you are and get out there and promote that. Yeah. So if we want to pro promote positive things about ourselves, then we gonna have to be the one to drive that, that issue. We can't depend yeah. on no one else. So who are we? And I've asked who are we? Who do most want really want to be? Who do you want to be known as? And let's find out what that is together and then let's promote that. Well, you know, it's interesting. You you look across the United States and watch the national news, and there there are some mayors that take the approach that you're taking. There are other mayors that take the approach that they're victims of whatever, whatever the situation might be. But the truth is, every if we said at the beginning, every city has challenges. Every city has they have to make choices about where their limited funds are going to go. They have every city has trouble with retention of of their employees and and challenges with law enforcement and fire. I mean, this is a normal. This is normal in any city. But how you solve those problems or how you address those problems. If you can do so in a positive way where you're building sort of a sense of pride for the community and the people who work here, uh, that's you decided to go that route. And um, and and it's going to pay off for you, Mayor. I really believe that. And you see, you like, for example, the support you got on the 2% restaurant tax. It's, that is, that is a, a signal that people are buying into the vision of that community, isn't it? It is. Uh, Rick, you know, it's, I, you know, I said the other day that it's about – it's a validation that they believe in my leadership, that when I ran for this job, I tied recreation to public safety. If we do not provide recreation for our young people, they're going to go out there and get in trouble and do what they want to do. If we don't want them to do what they want to do, we need to provide something for them to do. Recreation is one of those tools that we have to, to use to provide wholesome structural programs for our children. So what the public said to me on Tuesday was that, yes, we believe in your vision. We believe that we ought to take care of our own and we're willing to do that. Because in the past, they didn't want to pass this sex because they didn't trust, they didn't trust our leadership, do what they said they're going to do with the money. But what they told me the other day, that we trust you. Rick, you know, 87% of the people voted for that. 87% said yes. We believe in what you're trying to do. We want to support our kids. We believe in your vision. Yes, let's go forward. That was yeah. a big boost for the people. I'm proud of the people of Moss Point for beginning to realize this is what we can do when we come together and one and have one common goal that we're believing in each other. We believe in the vision. This is what can happen when we come together, Rick. Yeah, Mary, let me tell you something. And I, I, as you know, I've had responsibilities for newspapers across multiple states in my career. I've never seen a vote that high. I've never seen a vote that high. That's what, what an exclamation point on the future vision 
in such a positive way, I might add, of that city, the city of Moss Point. I mean, it's like that vote in and of itself sort of aids in the rebranding of the city, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's a wake-up call for all of our people to realize that the majority of the people that voting in this community believe that we really need to move forward and we need to be willing to share in, in the responsibility of whatever it costs to get that done. We cannot depend on other cities to take care of our kids. Our kids and their parents were having to go to other cities for recreation. I'm saying to our people, why would, why would we allow that to happen? Why won't we provide what we need for our own kids? And you know what, Rick, the people said, we agree. We should provide for our kids. Even though some people said, even though I don't have any kids, I want to help take care of these other kids. Wow, that makes it, that's, that's incredible. Hey, listen, Mayor. One of the things that you mentioned, and we're gonna we're gonna cover it all because, in your state of the uh, city address that you gave back in July, you covered fire and police and, and uh, public works and economics, and obviously you discussed the recreational challenges or opportunities in front of you. Um, I want to share something with you. Back in a long, long time ago, when I was involved in the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber, I wasn't even the publisher of the Sun Herald yet. Uh, I was a vice president of, of one of the one of the divisions of the company, and uh, Chavis Swetman, the the president, and and you, you know Chavis from People's Bank, yes. and I w- flew up to Charlotte, North Carolina, to meet with a planner. His name was Michael Gallus. Incidentally, uh, when I led the oil recovery efforts for the state of Alabama as a volunteer, when I was over in Alabama, we actually got Michael to come down from from uh, tr- from Charlotte to to work with us a bit on th- thinking through the kind of plan that we wanted to develop in in the wake of the oil spill. But one of the things that he did, and I'll never forget it, just imagine this, this really thoughtful person standing at this huge map. And so he's got this map in front of him, and he looks at coastal Mississippi. And he said, let me tell you how I look at it. So here's, here's the way he would have talked about Moss Point. Okay, so here he's now going to begin a planning session on Moss Point. The very first thing he does, the very first thing, is, is there water access? Second thing, interstate highways. How do the interstates flow through there? Third thing he looks at is rail. How does rail how does rail work through there? And then he just starts kind of breaking it down from there. It says, once you have those pieces of access within your economic development possibilities, then we can really begin to, to think about economic opportunities for this community. And, dude, that was like 20 years ago. That was a long, long time ago. And that, But that but that same basis is still true today. And you mentioned it just a few minutes ago. Listen, <clears throat> let's do this. We're at the end of this segment. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the Honorable Mayor of the City of Moss Point, my friend, Billy Knight. We'll see you after this break. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with my friend, the mayor of the city of Moss Point, Billy Knight. You know, one of the things that um, is, I think, super profound, and that is that I don't care what the situation is, whether you're working on yourself or whether you're working on your community or whether you're working in your, your, your company, whether you're working in a city like Moss Point. Always the difference maker is going to be leadership. It's going to be how you present yourself and whether you can actually build trust or not. Because trust at the end of the game, whether first of all, they're not going to buy into their vision, your vision if they don't trust you. They have to trust you. And there had been a string of lack of trust in the city of Moss Point, and you brought trust back to the table, which is why you got an 87% vote, 87% yeah, percent vote on your recreational opportunities. Um it's it's got that's got to be one of the major drivers for you, and why you haven't rode off into the sunset because you see this opportunity to take all of this experience that you've you've gotten over the over your like cat with nine careers, and you you're now it's all playing out in front of you. All the foundations you laid are are now coming to to roost today in this in this role, and you see it, don't you? Rick, you know you're absolutely right, Rick. You know I. Uh... Rick, you know, people, some people thought I was crazy, and sometime now I think I was, too, to run for this job three times, Rick. And the reason I ran for this job three times, Rick, is because I knew my leadership skills was better than the people that was in these jobs. Rick, there is no substitute for good leadership. It does matter, Rick, who's in leadership. I don't care whether you're talking about your church, or organization, of sorority, or fraternity, your business. I don't care what you're talking about, Rick. It does matter who's in leadership because they set the tone, they set the culture, they set the vision, they set the direction. It's all about who's in leadership, Rick. And then be able to get people to believe in that vision and follow you. I don't know whether what Jerome, somebody said, I don't know, surprising how said, uh, Good leadership is taking someone where they would not go on their own. If you are a good leader, people will follow you because they trust you, they believe you, you have the integrity. People will follow you if they believe in you. And if they believe in you and you got a good vision, good things happen, Rick. That's what I'm hope that's why I wanted this job, Rick, because I thought I had these skills to bring the most point because I've been telling people all along, Moss Point is not who we say we are. Moss Point is not what people see that it is. Moss Point is better than that. But it took leadership, it's gonna take leadership to all bring that out, Rick. And I'm hoping that that I can do that, Rick. And I, I believe that I can, that's why I'm here. I'm excited about being here. It does matter who's in leadership, Rick. So tell me about your team. How's your team responding to you know, bringing the city in a new direction. They're excited about it. I mean, they're, they're glad. Matter of fact, when I first got here, Rick, the first thing that the city clerk said to me is that we're so happy you're here because, you know, they had heard about me just like just like you had, Rick. And they said, we know you're going to bring structure to this place. There was no structure here, Rick. Everybody was doing what they want to do. You know, I, can't, I couldn't even blame the department here because if you don't have a leader, then people just start doing what they think they ought to do. Because there was no focus, there was no single direction on what we want to do in the city. So every department head was just doing what they thought they ought to do to survive. 
So what? We brought structure. We're moving out in the same direction. We having these departmental meetings. Everybody know what the other group is doing because I made them aware that what you do affect what somebody else does. You can't just go out there and go rogue. You always got to find out what I'm getting ready to do. How is it going to affect somebody else? How is it going to affect the city? So we're working as a team with some structure that not only happens here in City Hall, but it's happening in the community. We got structure in the community. You know, talk to your owner. Don't call me. Don't don't let the first call you make to the city because you got a problem come to me. That's what you got an alderman for. He was elected for that. So call, start with your alderman. Make him do his work. That's what he does. So the community have to learn what good structure is and what leadership is because they never had it before. So you've got this. You know, it's interesting because it's almost like it's almost like you bought a new company that was troubled. And you're having to install, in some cases, maybe some new leadership, but you're having to install for sure a new culture. And you know that there's going to be a connection between the culture that you install and the ultimate outcome. You know, and cultural change, you know, it's interesting because I led a lot of corporate efforts in my life and came to really appreciate the fact that culture change doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it may take three or four years for it to happen, for people to really buy into it. What The, the, the challenge of an elected official, though, is you're there for a, a you know brief period of time. And so you have to move faster. There's more of a sense of urgency. And in the case of Moss Point, though, because you had a lack of leadership there that created everyone sort of assuming authority where authority was lacking and sort of sensing that they needed to take it in this direction because they thought it was the right direction. But what ends up happening when everybody was taking it in the direction they thought it needed to be, they're all going in different directions and, and, and you, and you miss the continuity and the opportunity to collaborate and all that. So you have that, but you also have sort of the external relationships and the external partnerships that you have. And I would assume that the same kind of disconnect happened there as well, that it would cause you to have to do some repairing of those partnerships. Exactly. Well, the community didn't know where we were going. You know, they didn't know what we was doing. You know, they weren't involved. They weren't, weren't allowed to be involved to give it an input. You know, so they waiting on leadership that they didn't have. You know, the relationship that we have with the state legislators, with our local politician, we had no relationship with them. So they didn't know what we were doing. So they stayed away from us. So now that you got good leadership or good culture development inside of City Hall, it expands outside of that because people can see that, you know, they can appreciate that. So those calls that were not coming in here, now people call and saying, man, what can we do to help? Uh, I'd like to meet with you to talk about this. Those calls were not coming because things were so fragmented and dysfunctional that nobody wanted to touch them. Not even our citizens wanted to be involved. We didn't, we, 87% of the vote, it was more than just not trusting. I mean, they didn't want to be around. They didn't want yeah. their name on close to nothing because they didn't want to be tainted with this this negative outcome. Yeah. And so it was extended outside of this office to our community, our people didn't feel good. I'm Rick, I walk around this city now and I, I went out yesterday going out to out to lunch and a gentleman was coming down the street. He stopped and parked his car. And I I looked at him, I was about to drive back out and, and he was waving me down and he got out of his car to tell me how much you appreciate me being here. And I'm thinking he topping because he got a problem. I said, well, what's up? What's what you need? He said, I don't need nothing. I just wanted to tell you, man, how proud I am that you're my mayor. Yeah, 
guys. I didn't, I didn't even know the guy. I don't even know the guy, Rick. But he just got stopped <laughs> his car to tell me how much he was happy that I was his mayor. I am so happy to call you my mayor. I saw you on TV the other day, man. I'm so proud of the way you handled yourself. I'm proud to say you my mayor. I said, I said, I appreciate it. What can I do for you? He said, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't want to take that. Isn't that awesome, though? It, it's so it's so awesome. And I, I say on the show a lot as a prior CEO, you know, by the time a problem got to me or a challenge got to me, it had been through a bunch of layers, and there was never any easy challenges or easy problems that got to me. And Joe Paul, in fact, from from Southern Miss, the president of Southern Miss, said to me that eighty percent of the time he loves the job because you know it, when you're you're when you're the man at the top, you got decisions you got to make, and they're not always they're not always easy decisions. They're often tough decisions, and they affect people. And it's it's and and you got to be up to it, but you've got a lot of years and wisdom and you know how to handle those situations. Hey, listen, one of the things that um, you and I have talked about in the past, but I, I love the role the chambers are playing all across coastal Mississippi. And I, I, I mean, there isn't a one of them that, that would be an exception to this rule. And I mentioned Paige Roberts often because I think her role, you know, the way that chambers used to just kind of tend to the needs of business and that's what they did. But man, chambers today are all about community building, all about, you know, bringing people together. Um, your your partnership with Paige has been terrific, hasn't it? Oh man, I look. Rick, I mean, I, I say this quietly because some people may not want me to say it so boldly, but I don't know what we would do without about Paige. Uh, Paige has stepped in and took over our public relations area because we we didn't have a PR person and didn't have the money to hire the quality that we needed. And Paige heard me with that cry, and she said, "You know, I'll do it." Her background is television, you know, and she understands the process and. Paige has been doing that, but, but Paige not only helped me with PRs, Paige helped me with everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she helped me with grant writing. I mean, she wrote wrote the grant before we got, before I got in office for the first I-10 project that they had up there. You know, so so she's working with us in so many different areas and, and helping me. And right now, she's working with me with the University of California, where we're going to be bringing some students in to do some research, you know, about, the, you know, how, how Hurricane, talking about Hurricane, you know, we don't have a hurricane prepared uh, a plan, you know, and so they're going to be coming here. Hopefully one of the items that we're going to be talking about this week with them. How can you send some students down to help me develop a real disaster hurricane disaster plan? You know, that's, and that's awesome. And, you know, again, you, you, you've got these chamber leaders pages among them who are willing to use their unique skill sets to help in, in, in the community. Some, some it's, sometimes it's working with nonprofits. Sometimes it's about community building. Sometimes it's working directly with someone like you to help you sort of, because again, you're on a, you're on a short timeline. There's a sense of urgency. We've got to move fast. We need everybody at the table now. We don't want to put this off to tomorrow. It's great to see that kind of partnership develop. Anyway, this is Mayor of the City of Moss Point. Billy Knight, we'll see you after this break. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. have Mayor of uh, Moss Point, Billy Knight, with us. And, you know, I know that Coast Views is hitting the mark. When I would get, a, say, a, a note from someone from Hancock County who thanks me for introducing them to Billy Knight, which they've done before in the past, that 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 when you're doing that, you can certainly inspire people inside the city that may not have been paying close attention, and they can get to know their mayor better. But I love the fact that we're giving this, giving the mayor the opportunity to sort of reach out into these other communities.
communities and let the other communities get to know them because we learn from each other. There's so much there. And Mayor, listen, you know, not to, not to play on your age because the point is you 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 you're elected for a certain period of time, and there's a tremendous sense of urgency to get this done. But do you feel even more of a sense of urgency? Exactly. You know, when you mention Paige, see Paige, this thing I admire about Paige is, is Paige recognizes I have a sense of urgency. And she knows that, that I don't want to waste any time. So when I ask her to bring up a question, or uh, even just in a conversation, talk about something that I want to do, the next thing I know, Paige is calling me and telling me, look, I've, I've set up this meeting for you to follow up on what you talked about last week. And sometimes I even forgot about what I said, you know. But she's listening to me. Because she knows that I have a sense of urgency because I know I don't have a whole lot of time. Okay. That's why I ran for this job back in 97 when I was so much younger that I could put all these things in mind that I have in mind into place. Well, it didn't happen that way, Rick, but it does not mean that I still can't get these things done. So I have a sense of urgency. Rick, you know, I did not take it. My, my staff, my staff have been on me about not taking any time off. Rick, you know, the first day of this first year of this job, I did not take one day off. I worked every day, 24-7, because of the sense of urgency that I have for this job. I ain't got time to take off. I don't got wow. time. It's too much to do. It's too much to do. One, one lady on Facebook uh, doing this uh, campaign for the referendum, they put on Facebook that, this this referendum was all not to be a priority. The priority in Moscow ought to be drainage and, and and all these ditches that need to be clean and 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 I had one of my friends to put back on there. If it's too many things to have one thing in mind, we got to be do more than one thing at a time. I, I I can't do just one thing at a time. I got to be doing a lot of things. There's a lot of balls up in the air for me because I got to have a lot of things going. I cannot do one thing at a time. I got to be doing a lot of things. So if you have a leader that can only do one thing, you're not going to get much done. No, you're not going to get much. You know, you have to hit on a lot of cylinders. And you know what I say, I've, I've, I've shared this before, but one of the, one of the real signs of a great leader is their ability to compartmentalize. In other words, you, you know what that goal is and you know the tactics is going to help you make that go and you know it really well. But then you can change over here to this file and, and you know what that that goal now is and what the tactics are to get to that goal. And, you know, a strategic plan at, at the end of the day, uh, Mayor Knight, might have – they could have 30 or 40 or 50 things. And in order for you to be successful, you have to do all of those things. All at the same time. I mean, you know, you just got to be doing it, Rick. And I'm fortunate that I've I've had this, this, this past experience that have taught me and allowed me to learn how to do that. So the multitasking is not a challenge for me. Matter of fact, I enjoy having a lot of things going on at the same time. It helps to keep my mind sharp. That's why I'm keep going, Rick, because I'm, I'm scared to stop, Rick. I'm afraid to stop. If I stop, I lose all this stuff. You know, that's a saying, Rick. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yes, yes. Rick, tie, yeah. your, tie your arm behind your back for two or three hours and see how it feels when you untie it. It's yeah. not as sharp. It's not as limber. That goes for your mind, Rick. That goes for your legs. That goes for everything, Rick. If you don't use it, you lose it, Rick. 
Yeah, you Rick, I'm move. afraid to stop. I'm afraid to stop, Rick. I'm, if I stop, I probably won't be able to start up again. <laughs> hey, talking to you reminds me of my conversation with Fofo Gillich. You know, Fofo, he, you know, he's got a degree in mathematics, and and you you taught mathematics, but he he's just, he feels the same way, man. That you're, you're, that there are not not enough hours in the day. There's so much to accomplish, and uh, it's all about inspiring people, leading by example. That's what you're doing. That's right. That's right. Maybe yeah, I mean, that's, that's all. Rick, I, I don't, I just, really, I think about it every day that I cannot ask you to do anything that I'm not prepared to do. You know, I got to be an example for my people. That's why I'm here every day because I yeah. want them to be every day. Yeah. You know, I can't ask them to come here every day and work late hours if I'm not willing to do it. So everything I do, Rick, is by example. I, I don't ask my staff to do anything. Matter of fact, I, you know, I don't want them to try to do as much as I do because I don't think they could do it. I'm not asking them to do what I do. I'm just saying, observe what I do. And do what you can. Just know that I'm caring about this job because that's what the people know, Rick. That's what that vote was like it was 87 percent because the people know that every day Billy Knight is on the job. They yeah. know where I am every day. Because they hey, ride out here see my car. They, they ride out here at 9 o'clock at night. I see somebody next to man, you said work at 9 o'clock. How do you know? I saw your car out there. <laughs> I love it, though. Hey, listen, we got about less than a minute to go. Uh, final thought before we get off. Rick, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you, look, I don't know how much anyone tells you, Rick, but the service that you provide for what you do is to help us get the word out to our people and people in all your viewing audience, man. It is, it's amazing, and I, and I thank you for, for, for doing that because we do need to know what others are thinking, what others are doing. We all benefit from that. So, Rick, I appreciate you giving me the platform to, to, to have this conversation with you. And I hope whatever I say, people can, can value it and get something out of it. And, and I, I do it as often as you want me to do it, Rick, because I think this is, I see this as a service as well, Rick. This is a service. I'm about yeah. service. I'm a servant leader, Rick. Yeah. Servant yeah. leader. Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, Mayor, and uh, you know, put you and me here together in this, you know, in this moment. And I love the fact that we've had this opportunity. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you, Rick. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.